Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast with me, Rob Davis, Abby Tyshurst. Hello, hello. And returning after a couple of weeks' absence, uh, Tom Canning. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Yeah, we're back to a full complement of uh, Bring him back. Analysts. Bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting a hearty round of applause after an enforced absence. From himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, returning to the side today. Very good to see you, Tom. You're right. Yeah, very well, very well. It's been a been a busy, busy couple of weeks. Oh dear! Finally shifted well, all the awards paperwork. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, certainly going to be more on that uh, later on, and you can uh, find out why exactly Tom has been quite the busy boy this week and not been able to join us. But uh, Abby, how are you? Before we get into all of that, you okay this week? Um, I'm just sad that I'm not in Turin anymore, actually, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a little boast there, you know. Yes, just... I'm going to get it in because otherwise you'll make a, make a thing of it anyway, so I might as well say it myself. <laughs> yeah, nothing like modesty, modesty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I just I spent the weekend gallivanting in Turin by myself, watching the Champions League final, Women's Champions League final, and it was the dreamiest weekend, and now I'm back in the delights of Berkshire <laughs> so yes no but other than that I'm okay thank you how are you Rob oh yeah I'm good thank you yeah no uh, uh, uh football travel to talk about this week but uh glad you had a good weekend and you had a good pretty good game to watch as well from what I can uh, remember it was incredible so I was well actually I say I say that I, I was sitting in the Barcelona fan end so, um, <laughs> yeah, they they obviously weren't best pleased. There was people crying and everything. Um, but no, honestly, their their fan base is incredible. So they were just noisy for the 90 minutes and beyond. But yes, I did. And so um, Leon were scoring at my end for the for the duration of the um, like the first half. And I um, I actually tweeted about it as well. I accidentally caught their second goal on film, which was an Ada Hegerberg goal um, header. So I just thought, oh, this is a nice, nice moment to do a little pan around the stadium. So I kind of started on the right <sighs> and then they were on the attack. And then literally as I panned to the goal, that is when she just smashed her head towards the gun. I was like, I don't know how I've managed that. But yeah, <laughs> moment. so, yes, yeah, it was really good. Really it's good. The artistic filming you've ever done, is it? Yeah, I'm going to claim it as that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, there was a little bit of um, Berkshire-based football to talk about while you were away. Uh, one game in particular that uh, well, I was at, and uh, perhaps I'll ask Tom if, uh, yeah, your thoughts on it, was the Esoteric Recordings Combined Counties Div 1 Cup Final. 
quite the mouthful for the comp uh, competition. Uh, played at Stag Meadow, um, but uh, between Combined uh, County's Divwad champions, London Lions, facing our very own Barks County. Barks County in their first season um, in step six, getting to the cup final, so playing very well. But unfortunately, on the night, on the day, uh, going down 2 0. Um, Losers seems harsh, but being defeated 2-0 by a, uh, a very strong London Lions side. Um, really good game, actually, uh, for those there. Uh, London Lions scored twice fairly early on, but uh, Bucks County were on top for long periods of the game. But even when they were, London Lions did look dangerous and there were some really good saves at both ends and, uh, you know, a hat full of chances. So, uh uh, you know, played in glorious sunshine on a fantastic pitch at Stag Meadow, as always. And uh, yeah, for those who uh, are into their uh, uh, football at this level, they would have been given a real treat on that day and um, a really good cup final. Uh, Tom, how do you think Barks County have gone in their first season so far at Step 6? I think I said um, a few podcasts back, um, I like, and, I, and I, I do speak to Ellis fairly regularly um although albeit not about not about barks county particularly so uh, i this is this is not necessarily um their opinion um in fact it's not their opinion at all it's totally mine um i i think i said a few weeks back a few months back um i feel like they might be slightly disappointed with where they've with where they finished given uh given the kind of season they had with the vars um but but you can you can sort of flip that around and go they had a great run in the vars and it's their first season in the in the division at step six, um, I, I think you know they they sort of they, they had the ability and the firepower there to perhaps be in the top four, but that division, especially at the top, was was tough. It was a it was a really tough tough division, and and we saw um, we saw some good sides missing out on the top four, but we saw some very very good sides in the top four. Um, oh, sorry, top five, isn't it? It was top five because you, you had the winners and then the four playoff places. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if, if in their thinking they might, you know, they, it's sort of maybe they're wondering what might have been if a couple of results had gone had gone other ways. Because I think um, I think Steve Gabb pointed out to us they'd won every game. They, they'd won by all of the scores. One, mm -hmm. they'd scored one, two, three, up to ten, except for six goals in a in a game this season. So they they had. They had the opportunities there to um, to perhaps go go a little bit further, and I'm sure that will be in their thinking over this summer and next season. Yeah, I think uh, you're probably right that they uh, maybe at this end of the season they might be slightly disappointed, but at the same time, uh, when they when the dust settles a little bit, I think you know looking back at a first season at Step Six, where they come from, you know, coming from yeah. the Thames Valley Premier last season and uh, first season in Step Six, top half of the table finish. Uh, or you know, comfortable mid-table, never in any doubt of relegation, despite um, yeah. having a lot of um, uh, games to play towards the end of the season. You know, games stacked up due to cut runs. Uh, they were never in any doubt of relegation, and uh, always looking more towards the top end of the table than the bottom. Um, I think, yeah, they're ambitious. Uh, they're an ambitious club and uh, ambitious uh, team behind them, so they might be disappointed in that regard. But I think. If, when the dust settles, you can't be too disappointed with how well they've done. I think they've been really excellent. And, you know, running the Vars there was yeah. also, uh, you know, something really incredible that I think, you know, they'll look back on really fondly in seasons to come. And I think they're in a good place going into next season. 
I think the, the one thing I do know about Barks County was that they they wanted to to try and join the club up, the the junior side and the senior side, and I know that that was a key. And, and I no, and I'm I'm fairly certain that they feel like they have achieved that mm. to 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 an extent. There will always be things that can improve, but I that I, I, I listened to Ellis on BBC Barks uh, on Tuesday, and he he said that. You know, one of the hardest things for any club is to align the junior section and the senior section uh, of any club, um, and that was something that they were really keen to do as a bit mm-hmm. of a nomadic club. And 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 I think I, I I feel I get the impression that they feel like they have achieved that to to an extent. I I you know from what I saw on Saturday when I was at the game, there were a lot of uh, juniors there mm. supporting uh, Barks County, and a lot of them you know wearing the kit. Uh, yeah. In the stands, you know, there was, a, you know, a lot of real uh, like sort of uh, memorabilia representation around the ground. So, you know, that's something really good and, you know, yeah. positive that uh, younger generations perhaps wearing their kit to the games uh, to support the older, um, older teams or, you know, the uh, senior teams. So had reminiscent of when you drove through Binfield this time last year. Yeah. You had kids <laughs> everywhere walking around in their in their Binfield kits. Very good, and uh, yeah, commiserations to Barks County for losing the uh, um, the final. But honestly, I, I was going to uh, ask you what the score was. I didn't know what the score was. <laughs> it was two nil. Uh, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, they uh, lost two nil to a very good side, but they were they were always in the game. You know, thundered a, a free kick off the crossbar at one point, and uh, you know the London Lions goalkeeper had to make a few saves as well. So uh, they had the opportunities. Unfortunately, just couldn't quite capitalise uh, on the weekend, but still say a strong uh, first season at step six and I think Berkshire football in general is in brood health at that level with you know Sandhurst and Eversley in California Wallingford going through into step five now but uh, I'm sure there'll be a few teams competing at that level again next season good stuff indeed right before we push on to the next segment Abby is there anything you want to mention I know you're away this weekend I think most of the women's football has been uh, wrapped up is there anything in particular you want to uh, highlight before we move on to the sort of the second part of the pod uh not especially yeah no all the football is wrapped up yes um that was done not last weekend but the weekend before although one thing I will add is that I mean, nomination, not, not nomination, sorry, applications for the Maidenhead manager are closing today. So if anybody out there is listening, if there's a coach who's looking for a new challenge, Maidenhead women are looking for a new manager um, as Ryan Taylor has stepped down. Uh, so yeah, applications closed today. <clears throat> did you discuss the other week about Wokingham reforming as well? I presume you did. Oh, no, we actually didn't. No, we did not. Yes. So, yeah, good news is uh, after a little bit, um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's a fold. It was a sort of a pause in time, I guess. So uh, Wokingham and Embrook did not compete this season. They they normally ply their trade in Division 1 of the Thames Valley. But um, I think just kind of, you know, as 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 a standard in the sort of women's game is people go and have children, they go off to university and just all that sort of thing. So they, they had a sort of pause in... Uh, 
in competing this season, but um, they have recently confirmed, and there is a post on the website as well from me, um, that Woking Member will again be competing in the Thames Valley this season. I, I don't think they've, they've not quite yet confirmed which division they'll be in. I think that depends on sort of pre-season recruitment and stuff like that, but they will be back in the Thames Valley League. So, yes, if you are a player looking for a new team, Woking Member I've got the trials coming up soon as well, I think. I can't remember the dates exactly off the top of my head. But yeah, as I said, there is a post on the, on the website if people are interested to know more. Very good indeed. Something to look forward to for next season there. And uh, again, we mentioned about a moment ago, the Step 6 game in, uh, going from being in rude health. It seems that the women's game as well is also growing and growing. And again, in rude health in the county. So uh, something to look forward to for next season. Definitely. Well, so what we'd normally do at this point is look ahead to the games uh, coming up. But as we're getting to that time of year where um, cup finals have happened and leagues are completed, we don't have too much else to look forward to in terms of on the pitch. But we certainly have one thing off the pitch to look forward to, and that is the Football in Berkshire Awards Night, which is coming up. <laughs> yes, Awards Night, uh, we, uh, which is on Wednesday, the 15th of June uh, and this week, we have released the shortlist for all the categories. So uh, we're going to break with what we normally do and have a little discussion about some of the categories and some of the people uh, nominated for awards uh, at the event um, next month. Uh, where should we start, Tom? Why don't you pick out a uh, category that you want to discuss first off? Can we, can we start with the anomaly that is the uh, best photo and or, or individual media category um it's i think that's where we should start okay i feel so like an the, explainer is due right so the actual category is uh, best individual photo or media uh sponsored by ng sports photography and we have a final uh final four contenders which are richard millam um Neil Graham, Cameron Howard, and Darren Woolley. Uh, Tom, why don't you uh, get uh, discuss this? One? So there's, there's kind of there's kind of two things. Obviously, that um, Neil Graham is nominated and on the shortlist of a category that he sponsors. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not quite. I can't really explain that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I was just simply assigning sponsors to categories, it just made sense. Yeah. Neil has a, is a photographer. Um, it made sense for NG Sports Photography to sponsor the photography category. Um, it seems a bit thick that uh, Neil wouldn't be nominated or indeed not make the shortlist for the best photographer category, given um, he is very, very good. Um, it appears to have escaped my intellect, however. <laughs> There might be a so, slight conflict of interest. But, uh... a, a, a tad. Um, let me assure readers and listeners and viewers uh, that conflict of interest did not come into it. It's just, it just looks awkward. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> Tom, I'll be honest. I'm not trying to bait you out, bait you out too much right now, but you also you... the Supporters Trust at Reading for the Volunteer of the Season Award, and yet we have a Supporter of the Season Award. So I'm not entirely sure why you didn't pick that one for them either. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because because the supporters trust at Reading are volunteers and they encourage volunteer work and Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. There there is a vague logic in all of these. Um 
it, it's the kind of thing that usually when decisions like this happen, um, it's one of those where you should really put it in front of someone else. And they go, ah, <laughs> but I didn't because obviously being the, the dictator that I am, um, <laughs> I just decided and no one pulled me up on it because you're all too frightened of me, obviously. Yeah. You rule with an iron fist. So indeed, to, indeed. You don't want to be cancelled from the, uh, <laughs> the Berkshire media scene. Oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, so, yes, uh, so, I'm sorry that looks odd. Um, there was nothing in it. But, okay. yeah, um, the, other, the second part of this is then that it uh, soon became um, apparent that people were nominating photographers rather than images or um, videos, which absolutely fine. So kind of pivoted it and, and allowed that to happen because, you know, that's what your audience wants. If that's how you've, how it's come across, then that's how it is. So um, we've, we had some, like, basically all of the amazing photographers were nominated and to somehow try and whittle that down to four was nuts. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of categories like that. I mean, obviously we're all yeah. on the judging panel, so uh, yes. we've all had our votes. Um, uh, which has led to the shortlist, and I'm presuming the um, the winners as well. But we haven't actually yep. seen the winners yet. Well, the rest of us haven't. Um, I I know the winners. Tom knows, obviously, as we mentioned. Tom is the uh, uh, the dictator of uh, <laughs> the award ceremony as well as uh, as well as football in Berkshire in general. So he knows who's um, who's won, but uh, the rest of us don't yet. So it's all done via blind yeah. voting. But there's a yes. lot of categories where you you feel like you want to give more than one. Yeah, uh, more than one entrant the credit. You know, there's lots of uh, volunteer of the season was one in particular that sort of you know, there were so many people that you want to honour uh, supporter of the season. Another one that um, like there's loads of people that follow their teams up and down the country or, or contribute to their clubs. And uh, yeah, it's it's really hard to narrow it down to to uh, just four. So uh, yeah, it's been really uh, really tough in that regard. But uh, we have managed to do it and. Uh, We've given you the shortlist now. So, uh, yeah, very much looking forward to seeing who comes out on top in each category. Yeah. I think it is just worth quickly mentioning that there, I think we had about 12 judges in the end, yes. um, which was great. And the public vote. Well, I say it's not, not so much a public vote, but the amount of times someone was nominated also came into account as well. So, um, yeah, not just me deciding. <laughs> very much not so don't worry uh it has all been done above board <laughs> it's not we're not a full north korea dictatorship <laughs> well that can be your flag exactly yeah. yes <laughs> um uh abby do you want to pick out a uh, a category that you're excited to uh see the uh, victoria in mm. Can I just say as well, though, Gold of Season, I think I watched the video for it at least 15 times. Yeah. Mainly I because I just really enjoyed seeing all of the goals, but also yeah. I found that so difficult to choose. That was my, one of my hardest categories to choose because yeah. they're all just such good goals. So, you, yeah. I um, presume you're planning to, get the, planning to play the video of the night, are you, Tom? Or, uh... Yes. Um, I, so the reason that the video isn't available publicly currently is because I've not cleared it with all of the people who I've <laughs> swiped videos from just yet. Uh, so uh, it will be played in private at the ceremony. Um, if I can get them, if I can get everybody to agree or allow us to use it, then I will put it online as well. Um, my number one video, my one, number one goal um, is largely because I saw it live um, and it, it, it was just a brilliant goal. Mm. 
That probably gives a hint, considering uh, you've, you've been <laughs> yeah. confident to one football game this you've season. Been about, yeah, six or yes. seven games this season. Yeah, <laughs> shocking. So, any anyway, Abby, uh, which category yes. would you like to highlight? Um, I think I'm going to go for content creator, just because I obviously spend so much of my time creating content myself. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see that one. I think there's some really um, strong contenders there. So um, Chloe from Binfield is in there, uh, Capstone United, uh, Ryan at Reading City, and then Jay Harvey and Aidan Waters at Hollyport. Yeah, I think all of them have um, <clears throat> shown some really like strong, consistent content as well. I think that's probably what maybe sets them above the rest. Obviously, it's nice to see a lot more teams this season have been a bit more active with their socials, but I think they those four have definitely been really consistent in their like quality of content. So yes, I think it's gonna I think it was quite a, probably a, quite a tight um category as well. So yes, I'm excited to see who who the winner of that one is. You're right there, Abby, the consistency is the word i think when it comes to being a a content creator um and especially if you're doing it for a club on social media that that level of consistency is absolutely vital yeah. um you can't you can't just kind of oh we've got all the goals this week and then next week nothing yeah. just because you don't you, it does so so all of the people that are on the shortlist and in fact to be honest all of the nominations all showed a level of consistency but um yeah I, that, that that was key. Yeah, I think being a uh, football fan as well before we before joining football in Berkshire, I think the clubs with a bit more of a sort of media presence just made it very easy to sort of engage with them a bit more. So mm. um, when I came to uh, like, I've made no secret that I, I was uh, followed Maidenhead from when I was uh, uh, fairly young. But when I moved to Reading, I was sort of maybe looking for some another team in the local area to follow a bit more regularly. And, uh, and the ones with the the best media out, uh, output are the ones where you think, oh yeah, I can get engaged with that. I can, you know, be part of that. And if I can't make it down every week, I know what's going on, and um, everything is. You you still feel a link there. So content creator is it, it. You know, it's sort of a modern phenomenon, but it's so key, and, and it, uh, it's really important. I think because it's a modern phenomenon as well, it's really easy to dismiss as unimportant. Mm. And I, you know, you, you you do you do see this on a, on occasion. You do see this when you go to, right, uh, you know, the, the the sort of the social media aspect of it. Why have they got a camera? Oh, that they've got one of those VO cameras. Oh, that's a bit that's a bit big time. But it, it's you're, you're right, Rob. It's it's so so important that, that that clubs have you know because there aren't many windows for a non-league club or a grassroots club or a or a women's club not that women's club aren't grassroots club. you know all of the, all of this um not you know there aren't many windows of opportunity for clubs to showcase themselves and mm. social media is one of those avenues that you can go down and it's free mm-hmm. yeah. so you can you know i i, I think I, I think that you have to be careful sometimes as well because you can go a little bit oh you can overstep the mark a little bit um i think we've we've, we've all seen a few a few of those this season but um <laughs> you know it's such an important window and i think it's very easy to dismiss um if you aren't kind of in that bubble but that's a lot of the way that people engage with their clubs and find out about these clubs and i think part of the reason that people know more about their local clubs is because of what they do on social media i mean hollyport is a great example they didn't have much last season i think they had they had bits and pieces but this season they've been on a on a different level and it's down to those two young lads 
Fantastic stuff indeed. Should say as well that best content creators sponsored by our friends over in Seven Sport over in Gloucestershire. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for sponsoring that award. And yeah, again, looking forward to the um, results night to see who comes out on top in that one. Uh, probably uh, worth mentioning at least one more. Uh, I think maybe manager of the season might be one that we uh, uh, could have a little get our teeth into. Uh, now that is another one with a lot of entries that... Um, uh, we're unlucky not to make the short list, but uh, we have the manager of the season sponsored by Eddie Stobart. Uh, the final four were Danny Robinson of Hungerford Town, Bobby Wilkinson of Bracknell Town, Simon Johnson of Reading City and John Swallow of Ascot United Ladies. Uh, four men who've had pretty good seasons uh, with their clubs and have um, done a sterling job. Uh, uh, Tom, who would you like to uh, pick out to talk about first? I think... Um... I think the the it's this, this one I I can I think the only bit of background information I can reveal to to the listeners to the viewers on this one is that this award came down to the public vote. Mm. This one this one was decided by um the scores were basically level after the judging and it came down to the public vote. Um I think that so hard to judge this one. Um, because, mm-hmm. and and also, it, I, I spoke to Abby separately about this. But um, you know, this this one, it like what what makes um, who, what makes uh, John Swallow ask United Ladies Reserves? Um, how how does he compare? How does he compete against um, Danny Robinson at National League South level? How so so working out when you're doing the judging, how you're comparing those. Is is the hardest hardest part of this because obviously you know Danny at, at National League South level will have a a higher level of player, but obviously Hungerford I think we can all agree very much punched above their weight this season, but Ascot United Ladies Reserves were unbeaten all season in their in their division they didn't I don't think they lost a game did they even drop a point no um, so like how on earth do you judge those two those two achievements against each other and obviously Bracknell only conceded 12 goals this season um, I, I, I should also just say you know Simon Johnson completed a season so <laughs> how how do you how do you compare all those achievements um, and the answer is you get 12 other people to do it for you mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I actually spoke to Simon Johnson the other day because um, I think he'd, <laughs> he'd reposted on Instagram or something where I'd posted up the thing and he was like don't know how I've done that and I was like oh that's what happens when you when you complete a season apparently yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah highly <clears throat> contested categories you say some real achievements in from each of those uh, managers and each of those clubs uh, this season, so uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tricky one to. Uh, um, well, it's already been narrowed down, so it was a tricky one to uh, narrow <laughs> down to one. And I'm, yeah, excited to see who comes out on top of that one. Um, I think this was also my hardest, like goal of the season and manager of the season was my hardest like choice to make between all of them. Definitely. If we just roll it back to goal of the season, actually, goal of the season was the easiest. I think, I think that's because I'd seen all the goals a lot and I had a top three already. <laughs> I yeah, told you, you I had to watch it like 15 times yeah. to decide. Very yeah. good indeed. Yeah, the, um, as well, as we've mentioned, there's plenty of awards on the night to uh, um, uh, keep everyone interested. And we've got a really good to see a wide sort of range of uh, nominations from all different sort of levels of the pyramid. As you mentioned there, the manager, 
we had uh, Ascot Ladies, uh, we had, uh, uh, oh, Ascot Ladies Reserve, sorry, we've had um, Hungerford, um, Reading City and uh, Bracknell Town all nominated. But you're looking back through things like, say, uh, Volunteer of the Season, where we've got uh, Yvonne Matos from Burfield, Anne-Louise Doe of Woking and Embrook, Kathy Mason of Reese Rangers and uh, Sarah Pine of Eversley in California. Um we go all the way, all the way up to uh, you know, uh, gold of the season and uh, player of the season, where we have sort of national league players and uh, um, people nominated. So it's really good to see, personally, from my point of view, that there's such a wide range of uh, um, people and clubs represented. So hopefully, we get quite a wide range of people and clubs on the night to come and support their um, uh, their nominees. Uh, how are we doing with ticket sales, Tom? Um, we've sold 90. 90? Great. Um, clubs have been really good at booking tables. So that's been that's been really good. Um, the biggest question I've been asked so far is, will we all have to, will we all be able to sit together? And I can't dis- I, I mean, the answer is simply yes, but it did occur to me for a minute. I might just like stick them all in a bag and just pick them out. And, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then you could have... You could have Ascot United, Wokenham and Embraer, Reading City, Reeves Rangers, having them all mixed up, sitting, you know, like a like a really awful, like a like a wedding where the bride and groom hate all their friends. <laughs> uh, but I decided not to do that, and we will have um, everybody will be put on a table as as close as we can together. I think um, I think the the most awkward team are Reading City, who I think have booked eleven tickets. So someone is going to be, be able to find one more friend, surely. I think uh, I think we'll have Martin Laws sat on his own, <laughs> just just at the back. Sorry, Lawsy. Chairman's table, perhaps. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah oh, the club can chairs. you imagine? Can you imagine a chairman's table? <laughs> How many balloons could you fill? <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry to our, ch- to, to our German friends. Oh, uh, trying to sell tickets here. It's not yes, trying to put people yes. off. <laughs> yeah. I, I am very sorry, um, and and especially to uh, Simon Nagus who is sponsoring one of the awards. I do apologise. <laughs> very good. Well, is there? Um, uh, do you want to tell people how they can uh, book a ticket and uh, what the deal for the evening is? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so, sorry, I'm I'm in a flippant mood. Um, <laughs> so you can book your tickets at www.footballinbarkshire.co.uk. Um, if you're on your mobile phone, there's a little button down the bottom called that says awards. Click on that, and you can get your tickets in there. Um, you should also be able to click the banner across the top that says match day tickets. That'll take you to our ticket store. Um, with your tickets, every ticket sold gets you dinner. Um, so it's your dinner. Uh, it, it will be included. That that's from the brilliant Fink Street Food. Um, they have a uh, they are the thing social enterprise, and they they donate uh, a lot of money to uh, a mental health charity, which is great. Um, so the food looks really great. Uh, everybody is going for chicken. So um, if you, I guess, if you want your dinner quickly um, or, or uh, as soon as possible, maybe maybe go for the lamb or the. Um, uh, the, I, think, I can't remember what the other one was, but uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of different wraps. Vegetarian, wraps, I think. Vegetarian option. Um, with there, also, something. there are also uh, there is also a gluten free option. Um, that all, all the all of these wraps can be can be prepared gluten free if you uh, wished if you want to um, if you flag that to me. Um, we've had a couple of those already, so please do that. Um, so yeah, so uh, your your ticket price uh, is your dinner. Um, 
in, and includes a pound to FIB to help us run the night. Um, most of our costs are covered, but um, there, there's there. compared, I think, to the football content awards, uh, guys, which I know both of you attended, and uh, I feel bad saying this because we did win. Um, but this is an absolute bargain. I believe it's, it's about ten percent of the uh, of the cost. Um, plus, you don't have to go to London. Yep, which is good. Um, so yeah, so this is at a brilliant double barrel brewery in Reading. Um, get the train, then get on the number seventeen bus. Um, that is my full recommendation. Or, or, or get a taxi. Up to you. Entirely up to you. But um, do come along, have some drinks. We've got, basically we've got one hundred and fifty seats. Um, to fill, we've sold ninety tickets, so uh, we've got another. How's maths wise? That's sixty to go. Sixty to go. So if you are nominated for an award and you want a seat, book your ticket now. Very good. You can bring indeed. your mum and dad. You can bring your mum and dad as well if you want, <laughs> or your Very boyfriend, good. or your girlfriend. Don't maybe don't bring your children. I mean, you can. Bring your children. <laughs> can I say Every... bring your children? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's welcome at our awards. As well as the categories we've mentioned, there's categories for uh, best website or blog, uh, best referee of the season, outstanding contribution to local football, uh, young player of the season, both female and young player of the season, male, uh, and obviously player of the season, female and player of the season, male as well. So plenty of awards to get your teeth into. Uh, The shortlists are all available now on all our social media and uh, uh, social media outlets and our website and uh, so are the tickets um, or how to buy the tickets so get online buy your tickets and let's see you on the night so we're very much looking forward to it and hope you are too you don't have to have been nominated or on the shortlist to come along of course not anyone's welcome and uh, yeah it should be a good celebration of local football so that's what we're hoping for and a very good night indeed very good okay uh is there anything else that y- you guys want to mention before we wrap this one up uh tom both looking fairly no. blankly so yeah. uh, we're coming towards the end of the season now we're probably on a, a little bit of a break now in terms of the chat podcast uh, we're looking to do more interviews for the great and good of the game uh, over the course of the summer so we still will be putting out uh um, podcast content for you but as far as the chat one goes we'll probably be done now for until uh until the fixtures start getting announced uh, um in july or or august of uh, this year so uh uh, from all of us it's been really fun talking to you and enjoying uh bringing this chat to you um, once a week over the course of the season we're looking forward to doing it again next year we will be back but we're just going to go on a little break to recharge our batteries so um for the final time uh, in the 2021 22 season it's a goodbye from abby tysest see ya goodbye from tom canning see ya and it's goodbye from me thank you for listening and goodbye This episode of Barcher Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Alan Tyson and Tom Cannon. It was cobbled together by Tom Cannon. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Rocket Games, which you can find on Spotify and all Google Podcasts. On Football Barcher on Twitter, Facebook, and a funny way to play at
Creative Lifestyle Planning is proud to sponsor the award-winning Berkshire Football Stories podcast from Football in Berkshire. Creative Lifestyle Planning is a woking and based independent financial planning business who provide affordable, transparent financial planning for clients from all walks of life. Maybe you're saving for a property, planning for retirement, or would just like to save some money in a tax-efficient manner. Drop them a line on 0330-118-0210. That's 0330-118-0210 for a free initial consultation. And let them know Football in Berkshire sent you.